It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Another 12-win season for the Dallas Cowboys ends in disappointment. We will break it all down next. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we are breaking down the Cowboys' wild card loss to the Green Bay Packers, forty-eight to twenty-four. I don't remember. I don't remember what. Didn't even finish watching the game, Landon. Uh, I think it was thirty-four. So just, just, just to make us all does feel it that much better. Yes. Does no, it, it does not matter. Does not matter. All right, big picture. Um, what do you think coming out of this loss? I mean, first off, this was the most. I mean, we've been through a lot of these, unfortunately, or you know, I, I think every Cowboys fan is fully aware of that. Um, this was the worst one. You know, this was this was the most surprising one. You know, and I, and I and I say that even knowing that the Cowboys have done this time and time again, and that you know we prepare ourselves for it, like. I don't know how I'm ever going to trust a football team again. Like it's, it's, it, it feels like a bad breakup, right? It feels like, uh, uh, uh something like Except that. Except for that you're not actually breaking up with this person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Forever. You're still stuck with this person forever. Um, uh, no, I mean, it's, I feel betrayed, you know, like that's the level of shock I am uh, about this. Um, so it's hard to know what, where to go forward. It, if you're asking me my opinion on where the Cowboys should go forward, I I've kind of reached my wits end on this. Like I, I, if, if given my druthers, I'm fully on board with fully blowing this whole thing up completely. Tip to tail. Um, I understand that that's not going to happen. Like that's the, the, you know, there's contracts and all kinds of different stuff that could happen, but um, anything up to that, I, I will support, you know? So uh, but I, I think, you know, we start with, with the coaching staff. I think you have to start with the coaching staff because ultimately you're responsible for kind of preparing the team. Um, this team was not prepared. This team was not ready to play football on either side of the ball or special teams. Um, you know, and we can talk about uh, how you feel about the refereeing in the game, but the Cowboys, you know, there was no – no real like questionable calls or anything to point to. This was just very bad play, uh, specifically on the defense, and then you know, <laughs> continued on the offense. To be honest, I, I really don't have very much positive to say about what the way the Cowboys played. 
like I said, I, I am still dealing with the <laughs> the actual shock of what happened. So it's it's still kind of difficult to parse exactly where to begin. You know. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a millennial cowboy fan that doesn't really remember the Super mm -hmm. Bowls and the playoff wins of the '90s. So I, I kind of have. Yeah. <laughs> so I just have to. I've got to think about like the last. 25 years from the Cowboys and all the, the playoff games. And I got to say that I, I agree with you. This is the worst because there have been other games where the Cowboys were underdogs or slight favorites and they lost Yeah, in tough. I mean, the Seattle playoff game, the Rumble one, that was obviously tough. The Green Bay yeah. one, the Des caught it one tough. The, the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers one uh, in Dallas in 2016, another really tough game, but the Cowboys played well in all three of those yeah. games. Lena, this game was over like seven minutes into the second quarter. Like, and you just knew it. And in fact, I mean, it was over, it was a 27 to zero almost, you know, before a couple of minutes left at the at halftime. I, I, I felt like it was over when it was 14 zero. There's just a, there was a lack of mental toughness on this team that you could see in certain games this year, whether it was the Buffalo game, um, the San Francisco game or when things would get a little bit out of control rather than, you know, buckling down and trying to get the game back to being competitive, they just let it snowball on them. And that's what the Cowboys were doing to other teams. A lot of this year, like once they got in a lead, they would bury you for the Packers to come into Dallas and to do that to them. It was tough to watch. I mean, I, I can't remember a more disappointing loss, at least in my lifetime. It's, it was bad. Yeah, and, and, and I want to be clear, like, before we start letting, you know, I, I feel like the, we saw at the end of the game folks circling the wagons towards their favorite target on this. Um, that That's a lot a lot, a lot of, of, of coaching stuff there's there, but but Dak Prescott is is part of the problem here. Like I, I, I think and, everybody and I, is, though. I think for sure, but I also think that this is a problem that has – Predated this coaching staff, uh, has predated a lot of the players that are on this team, um, and, and I think that it's not. I don't. I'm not suggesting the mental toughness aspect is is a Dak Prescott problem, but there is a uh, uh, inconsistency that happens in these big games, and we've talked about it in several different ways. A, a being too hyped up or being too excited for these games that he doesn't uh, uh, play with the same sort of focus or uh, uh, kind of efficiency or tightness in his game that he does in some of these other games. And when the defense doesn't play well and allows the uh, other team's offense to kind of get ahead, it only worsens the situations. These, this script was, ex was extremely familiar to anybody who's a Cowboys fan. Like this, the, the, the way this whole thing went down, a bad penalty here, it stalls an, an early drive, the Cowboys defense can't stop anything like this was uh, way too familiar, except worse, except just, you know, accelerated like to the nth degree. I, look, I, the level of shock I have over this game is, is hard to, to describe because I, I think the, 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 the slight of outcomes, the, 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 the you know, the, the options that could have the paths of victory that we talked about, right? Like this was in the forest outlier of, of them all. And the fact that the Cowboys came out and like, managed to fall their way into this box again um yeah I, I think the you know as someone we've been dealing with this for years now i feel like we've tried to squash all the bugs here 
And every single time we, uh, you know, whack a mole over here, the mole pops up over there. That's why I believe you, you just exterminate the entire field because mm. it's just, it's, it's, I'm tired of trying to like tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak. And then it's always just a hair short or two hairs short or, you know, like, it's like we take a step forward and two steps back. And, and I just feel like, you know, I, I, I'm tired of like trying to, of reloading as they, as I used to hear, OU talk mm. about their recruiting class. I, I think it's time for a rebuild, you know, and, and, mm. I don't know. That's not going to happen because we're going to hear a bunch of names like Bill Belichick, you know, about banded around and a bunch of, you know, stupid veteran coaches that got fired from their previous jobs that are likely to be uh, Cowboys candidates. But, um, you know, that's that's where I'm at is that I I feel like I don't know what this issue is. It's it it, and to continue to try to put our fingers on one thing or, or chase around the roster or the coaching roster to figure out who the, the guilty culprit is, I, I don't care. Like, just just wipe the whole slate clean and let's start fresh because I, I just am tired of trying to kind of, like, tweak this and that and, and, and get this and going. And sure. like he like said, I know that this is all fruitless. The, the, none of that's going to happen. But that's my desire as a Cowboys fan, especially after watching last night. We're going to talk about Dak Prescott. We'll talk about the coaching staff later on the show. And then throughout the week, we'll talk about what the Cowboys' potential options are. You mentioned how it's it's not just a one or two year thing. I mean, a lot of this even goes back to before Dak Prescott. I go. I mean, oh, look yeah. at look sure. at somehow was it that three straight years the Cowboys had a chance to make the playoffs, so they won the final game of the season and they laid an egg all three games for whatever reason. This team just has lacked the the ability to close out some of these games. They've lacked the mental toughness to win when it really matters, and I'm not sure how you fix it. I. I I'm really not sure. Um, Lynn, I want to talk about the defense before we get to the offense, because I think that was the most surprising outcome for me. Let's talk about Dan Quinn and that unit next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Jace. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we talk for just a minute about prepping for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is terrifying. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than my son or my daughter getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we're going to be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, 
respiratory infections, skin infections, among others, the stuff that could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Lana, let's talk about the defense. The Cowboys allowed 48 points, 41 of those on defense. Um, just a, a crazy, crazy day for the Cowboys defense. What are your thoughts? Just, you know, the, I mean, it has to be the worst performance I've ever seen of this defense. The Dan, especially Dan Quinn's been the coordinator. Um, yeah, I mean, just the defense continued to kind of fall apart as the, as the game went on. Look, I heard a lot of stuff about uh, the run game, about, you know, the – Aaron stopping Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones, even though he had three touchdowns in this game, that wasn't the problem. The problem was that you couldn't stop them throwing the football even a little bit. Like no. they, they just continue to get chunk play after chunk play every single, every single uh, drive. Um, you got them yeah, into 13 yards, 13 yards in attempt. And that was even after Jordan love came in and threw a couple incompletions at the end of the game. Yeah. And so, you know, this is, they they got them into situations at times that you know they could have gotten them off the field, but they were converting, you know, and and they were able to get guys open almost every single time. And guys were wide open, you know, and and pass rush wasn't getting there and never got there. Uh, you know, the pass rush has got to be one of the biggest disappointments of this of this entire game, uh, without a doubt. Um, uh, and because they couldn't get any kind of pressure on love, it, he was able to kind of find guys open. And, and even if, even if they, they were, there was pressure on him, guys were getting so wide open that, you know, I don't know that it would have mattered. There were definitely, there was a couple of times when you saw, uh, uh, Parsons hit, hit, hit love in the, in the, in the pocket. And, and he was able to still kind of deliver the ball 40 yards down the field. Cause it just was a second too late. So, you know, even the best, rushes that the Cowboys got off in that game uh, weren't even close. We're, weren't, weren't good enough to kind of actually slow down the Packers offense. And and that really more than anything else in the game, uh, the inability to stop the Packers you know, throwing the football. I mean, that was the whole thing. Like that, when you, when you are allowing that level of explosives plus efficiency, there's nothing that you can do to stop that kind of, that kind of uh, uh, there's no, if you can't slow down that kind of attack, there's nothing you can do on offense to kind of counteract that. Really, you have to play with an incredible level of efficiency. Though, you know, especially considering the way that the Cowboys' offense was playing, was just never going to happen. And 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 you and and that became clear. And you were right; like that became clear once they came down. Once they got down like fourteen nothing, like it was just like you had already seen two or three Cowboys drives at that point, and they weren't able to kind of get anything going. Ceedee Lamb. Didn't we'll even look like it. anything. Yeah. So, so I just think that at that point, you know, you look, you're the defense and you look on the other side of the ball and it's like, 
not only are we getting run through, but the offense is putting up no resistance as well. It's like by the time the, the third quarter rolled around or the second quarter rolled around, the Cowboys defense had been on the field so much that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't going to be a pretty situation. It was going to continue to roll downhill. So, you know, it, it, it became that situation that we talked about, right? The inverse uh, complementary football where it, 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 the flow went the wrong way. And so it's, you know, the defense being on the field too much is because of the offense, it's hurting each other. Uh, and, and ultimately it, it became a snowball effect, I think, for both sides of the ball. So we can talk about specific plays and stuff that happened and why the coverage broke down. But my big picture coming out of this game, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really trying not to be overreactionary, but I think Dan Quinn's going to leave. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that he shouldn't leave. Um, and even if, even if he doesn't get a coaching job, I'm not sure that he should be back uh, for a couple of no. things. There is a style of offense that gives him a lot of problems. And it's this style that uses a lot of motion and play action and can kind of confuse uh, the back end. Against Mike Mc, or sorry, against Kyle Shanahan, like disciples, Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, obviously, and then Matt LaFleur, this year alone, three games, 111 points. 111. I mean, they just got absolutely abused in, in those three games. And then against Matt LaFleur the last two years, 79 points and i think part of it is he just doesn't adjust green bay came out in this game playing 12 personnel and the cowboys went light boxes nickel and they didn't even decide to put extra guys in the box like McFleur knew right away he was going to be able to get daniel quinn and they never adjusted at any point in the game it was like dan quinn said hey this is our style of defense this is the way we play they're going to have to adjust to us we're not going to adjust to them and they killed him well, I mean, that's, I mean, it's even more ironic than that because they didn't come out in their style of defense in the early part of the game. They were playing a ton of zone. And because they knew that, that Aaron, uh, Aaron, I'm calling him Aaron Rodgers already, they knew that Love uh, uh, was, was good at throwing the ball uh, versus man. Uh, but then when it wasn't working and they weren't able to cover anybody, they did that. They didn't make the adjustment back to what they normally do, which is crazy. It's like you they know, had the so, game plan installed. They could not deviate from it at all. Yeah, and and you know, I, I just I agree. Like the problem is, is that there is clearly a, a very strong kind of weakness in, in this defense towards uh, of a style of offense that is becoming more and more prevalent, not less. Um, you know, and I think that you can make the. Uh, I think it's it's fair to make the argument that you don't need to expand, spend a bunch of resources on on you know trying to build up your run defense uh, if you, if you're stopping the pass efficiently. But if you're not stopping the pass efficiently, then what are we doing here? You're you're not doing anything at this point. You're 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 just a lack of resistance completely on defense. No turnovers, um, no no pass deflections. I mean, it's just like. You're unaffecting, you're not even affecting the offense. It's like they're playing seven on seven out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that I don't think that Dan Quinn will be back, whether he gets a job or Regardless. not. And I don't think he should. Um, yeah. So there's, I, I, there's just too many teams that are running that style of offense, and Dan Quinn is just not proven to have a counter. And it's not like this is a one year sample thing. This has been going on for a while. Um, yeah. It's tough because I do think Dan Quinn is a good defensive coordinator, but I wonder if, if he's just not the defensive coordinator that you need 
to advance far in the playoffs when you consider what the rest of the NFC looks like right now. That, that side of the ball has a lot of questions. Uh, man, this, that was the worst game the secondaries played all year. I think they had five combined pressures on defense in this game. Yeah. You mentioned Aaron Jones not having a huge game. I mean, they still ran for 143 yards in this game. I mean, he he had you know he's averaging almost five yards a carry. The Cowboys couldn't that, stop the run that, either. But that was after the game was already well decided. Yes, I like, mean they by, just by the couldn't time, do anything. Yeah, by the time the game was basically over in the like third quarter. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Jones, again, Aaron Jones had like not even a hundred yards at that point. So, and I think was, you know, for most of the game was averaging less than four yards a carry. I think once the game was completely decided, the Cowboys defense gave up. That's when you really started to see the run kind of increase, but it, it, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter if you're averaging 13 yards an attempt, like an attempt, not, not a completion, an attempt like, yeah, I mean, that's just embarrassing, and and again at home, uh, of all things, like this, the Cowboys doubt the Cowboys has too have too many talented players in their defense to allow that kind of thing to happen, and and it did. All right, Landon, let's talk about Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, and the rest of the Cowboys' offense next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is over and the playoffs are now over for, for the, at least the Cowboys. But there's still time to get in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's a, so many different ways you can bet, including... Live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LotDon to make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, let's talk about the offense. Because the offense, we we mentioned at the top, disaster. I'm going to read you their drives to Mm. start this game. Because it was, it's not great. So the first try, I almost wish you wouldn't, honestly. <laughs> Please go ahead. Six plays, twenty-seven yards punt. Three plays, five yards interception. Nine plays, thirty-nine yards punt. Six plays, thirty-five yards interception for a touchdown, and then twelve plays, fifty-five yards for a touchdown at the end of it. That was the game. I mean, the, the first three drives, you go punt, interception, punt. It was over after those three drives. Yeah, and, and again, a lot of it because of the kind of negative feedback loop that we talked about of anti-complimentary football, right? With with the defense and unable to stop, you know, Green Bay at all. Uh, it, all it took was three bad possessions by the offense to get this game kind of out of reach. Um, you know, look, I think it's easy because 
uh, you want to like uh, it's when you're watching the defense, it's it's very easy to see your disappointment. <laughs> you know, it's like you and, and it is on, on offense in some ways, but the defense, it's like they score a touchdown. The points get added to the board. Right. On offense, it's like you you get to third down. They don't convert. You're frustrated, but you, you there's still like this feeling of, well, you know, they'll figure this out. They'll get it together. But that that never came. You know, it's like that 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 moment where you felt like they were kind of working it and they, it was getting together, even when Dak was completing passes early in this game um you know it felt like it was and this is again another familiar uh feeling thing right where it felt like it was a slog to complete short passes right uh uh Dak was getting the ball late underneath underneath guys who were catching it and then getting you know zero yak you know because they were being tackled as soon as they were catching the football there were zero there were very few temps down the field right there was very few not until the game uh, was over yeah not until the game was over and again like i didn't even see any of that so that's not as important you know so it's like it, i i think that the fact that, that the cowboys were kind of inside their shell a little bit and again i'm not talking about running the football because i i think i saw a lot of people complaining about running the football at certain points when running the football for a good portion of this game was the only thing that was working on this offense that that that, that the only efficiency that this offense had was when they were effectively running the football so i i understand that the frustration that, that 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 mccarthy was calling runs here and there and and mccarthy has a lot laid on his plate currently that went wrong but I also think that, that if you watch the game, like the problem wasn't the, the play call. The problem was the execution of the passing play calls, right? Like you couldn't complete a pass in a normal manner. You couldn't get any kind of rhythm in this offense. You, you finally got a, a big pass down the field to Jake Ferguson, and it was like, you know, a, a Herculean effort required in order to even get it done, you know? And, and, I just felt like everything was a chore. Everything was a slog in this offense. Nothing was clean. And, you know, just to go ahead and lay it out, CeeDee Lamb was a problem. If he plays like this, it's a problem, right? You cannot win if CeeDee Lamb is the focus of your offense and he's playing the way he did on Sunday. Um, and, and okay, I mean, if you want to go a half Z's on CeeDee Lamb and Dak and that this is – them not being on the same page, that's fine. I think there were some throws that were def- definitely not where they needed to be. But I also think that de- that CD is the best player on your football team, and he needed to play better than he played on Sunday in order doubt. to kind of give you a chance to even be in this game. I, I, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of of there's a lot of blame to go around here, and I've you know I've obviously been. <laughs> throwing fire at everybody but to me in my opinion the most anger at this for what happened needs to go at Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb for combined a 50-50 split because sure. they are supposed to be the engine of this offense they're supposed to be the engine of this team and they didn't show up on Sunday they didn't play well and it's and it's become a pattern now where sure. there's just too much inconsistency in these type of of big games where the higher a much much higher percentage of 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 boneheadedness than than we when we see in regular games and 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 it's really become a lot more difficult to try to defend as time has gone on so just really quickly i want to go back to the running thing because i 
I agree with you, but I also disagree with you. The first down runs, for the most part, were very successful. Like you look at the efficiency of those runs, good. I think what fans, including myself, were having problems with were so many second down runs that basically got nothing. Like this is the first half. I'm going to run through them really quickly. Um, you had a second and four run for one yards to Tony Pollard. They got a first down on a Dak Prescott scramble. Second and 10 run, Rico Dowdle, two yards. Next drive, second and 10 run to Tony Pollard, one yard. Next drive, a second and three run to Tony Pollard, zero yards. Uh, a second and four run to, to Tony Pollard, negative one yards. And then in the final drive, a second and 10 run to Tony Pollard, zero yards. So it was just, they were running well on first down, but it felt like whenever the Cowboys tried to run on second down, they had no success. And that set them up for Dak Prescott having to try to bail them out on third down. And we've become accustomed to Dak doing that, like just being hyper efficient on third down. So when he's not playing that well on third down that's why you saw a lot of these drives just stall out and then he started to press and that's what happened on the Brandon cooks interception it's what happened on the darnell savage interception it's what should have happened on the devondra campbell play i mean he threw a terrible ball because he's pressing um you can't have your quarterback press when things are going poorly you need them to be the calmness in the eye of the storm not contributing to it yeah, I mean, I think that's that's fair in some ways, but but even like, I mean, even on first down and second down when they're throwing the football, I know it wasn't good. Having, wasn't they're still good. having problems. So like, I, I mean, my whole bottom line here is that Dan Quinn is not incorrect about the importance of the run game. It's not as it's not nearly as important as the pass game, and. We can nitpick about the play calling on you know first and second down run runs if you want, and I think there certainly is something to that. And does it help contribute to uh, 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 problems of of trying to you know have difficult third downs to pass the ball? Absolutely. But the problem is is that even on first and second down when they were trying to throw the football, the solution that we're trying to go to instead of running the ball, they were worse. They were out of on a per play basis. They were worse. I mean, and some of that because it's because the of the half. interception. Some of it's because of the interception, obviously. But they weren't. It wasn't like they were gashing the page or the uh, the Packers through the air before the interceptions. Yeah, before the interception, they had like one completion for zero yards, if I'm not no, mistaken. It was, you know, so it's not like they, you know, on four attempts. Like I think, I think at that point, Dak was one for four for zero yards. Like yeah. that's. You know, it's it's hard to like say that trying to turn to run the football is the answer when your passing is worse than than yeah. running the football. So, I understand the thought. Like, look, I think it's difficult because it's like when your offense is disjointed, there you you could try to try to do things uh, 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 to try to get them out of it. And and we can listen again. McCarthy deserves blame for this. Like that. that why is it like this? But ultimately, let's not lo- overlook the fact that. The thing that we're we're, we're tr- turning to to be the savior of this offense is problematic as well. The passing game was not efficient, not working. We're gonna have plenty of things to talk about this week, including more thoughts from the game. We'll talk about the coaching staff. We'll talk about what the Cowboys do with this roster with a bunch of free agents. So even though the Cowboys season is over, <laughs> uh, locked on Cowboys season is not over. We're only heating up. It's gonna be a a lot of news coming over the next two weeks. And then we got senior bowl stuff. I know you're in a mood to talk about draft right now, Landon. Uh, not really, but 
We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Long you know, look, it's it's tough. Look, I, I mean, for all the Cowboys fans, like for mental health reasons, you know, it's like, you know, there's 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 always stuff to turn around to. There's there's always new hope springs eternal. There's going to be changes around here, and that's what you can look forward to, and, and that there's consequences. Uh, so I think you know we'll have we'll we'll know a lot more about this team in the next week yeah. and a half. I would yeah, say. absolutely. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. I want to thank you for listening all season long. We know the yeah, season did guys. not go the <laughs> way that we were hoping for or anticipating, but uh, that's just how it goes. Make sure you're downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.